All right. Praise the Lord. What a great day to be in the house of the Lord. Let's give our students one more uh, hand. I remember the day that I graduated from Bible school. I left Italy to go to America, to go to Bible school. That's where I met your pastor. We both were there as students, and it is an amazing time of preparation and, and foundation. So don't let it stop here. Just keep, keep building from here. What, what this gives you is a good foundation. And for those of you who have not gone through Bible school, I highly recommend it because it just gives you an opportunity to immerse yourself in the Word. And, uh, you know, God says in His Word that my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. So knowledge or the lack thereof could be a very important, it can make a difference in your life, right? It could be life or death to you. So instead of you being a doormat to the devil, learn the word and learn the rule and reign in Christ. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. All right. So this, do we have the audio okay? It feels like it's, it's I don't know, it feels like it's, it's echoing or it's reverbing or something. Anyways, all right. So this morning, because of time, I'm going to just kind of compact what I plan to do. I'm going to talk to you this morning about the title of this, this uh, short teaching is, is called We Are for Signs and Wonders. Come on, say it with me. We are, we are. for signs and wonders. Go with me to Isaiah chapter 18, excuse me, chapter 8 and verse 18. Isaiah chapter 8 and verse 18. Isaiah chapter 8. In verse 18. I don't know if you guys want to put it up. And it says this. This is the prophet Isaiah speaking. says, Here am I and the children whom the Lord has given me. We are for signs and wonders. This is the King James that I'm reading. Another translation will say, We are signs and wonders. So this is what we're created for. We're created to be and for signs and wonders. Come on, one more time. Say it with me. We are for signs and wonders. Come on, say it like you believe it. I am for signs and wonders. See, the devil would like for you to believe that you are nothing but just somebody going through life and trying to make the best out of it, see how you can survive. No, you're not meant to survive. You're meant to thrive. You're meant to be empowered by the Holy Spirit, equipped by the Word of God, so that God can use you to manifest His will on earth as it is in heaven. Jesus prayed once and He said, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. God's will is for us to experience heaven on earth and for those around us, and we can be a vessel, a venue for somebody else for them to experience heaven on earth. As we learn to do that for our life personally, then we, God can use us to do it for somebody else. Amen. Amen. Too many people defer their, 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 their new birth rights and benefits till they get to heaven, but that's not God's will. God's will is for us to, to know who we are and what the Lord has done for us and, and now learn how we can bring heaven on earth. If you don't learn to do that here, you'll have to learn once you get there, and I advise you to learn that here. Wouldn't it be sad one day if you walk into heaven and learn, and you would learn that you could have been healed, you could have been delivered, you could have been set free, and God wanted to use you in a powerful way to, to be an answer to somebody else. Right? So we should not wait until we get to heaven, but God wants us to bring heaven on earth. Amen? So one more time, we are for signs and wonders. Come on, point your finger at yourself and say, I am for signs and wonders. You might want to write this verse and put it on the mirror in your bathroom so that when you wake up in the morning, the first thing that you say to yourself is, I am anointed to do signs and wonders. I am anointed by God to bring heaven on earth. I am anointed by God to bring answers, to, 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 to open the door for the Holy Spirit to move and change somebody's life. Amen? Amen? How many of you guys were here last, last Sunday? 
Hallelujah. How many of you guys, yeah. How many of you were healed last Sunday? You can tangibly tell that something happened in your body and you are not the same. Let me see your hand. Come on, let me see your hand. Look how many. Come on, stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Come on, people. Let's give Jesus praise. Come on, let's give Dublin Jesus praise. Come on. Look how many. Look how many. Look how many. Real quick, if we can pass. If we can pass a microphone like real quick from hand to hand and you just tell what was going on and what the Lord did for you. Can we do that real quick? Can we do that real quick? Really quickly. All right, sorry. That wasn't planned. It was like, I'm sorry. I'm Italian. I'm not, I'm not very organized. You guys are like very structured. So just blame it on me, okay? This has nothing to do with this church. Nothing to do with pastors. It's all me. All right, so can we, can we hand the mic starting from, from somebody back there and you guys pass it to those that are standing and like real loud and really quickly especially. Don't preach a message, please. Yeah, just very quickly. So just tell what was going on before and then what the Lord, what the Lord did for you. Severe anxiety and panic attacks. And then what's happened since then? I'm the most relaxed I've ever felt. Come on, praise Jesus. Come on, come on people, let's give Jesus praise. Uh, uh, we had serious anxiety as well and back pain, but straight after I felt free and painlessly. Uh, I had a back pain and it was healed. I got healed on my back. Back pain. Praise the Lord. So I suffered from asthma. I am completely healed. And I Glory to God. I had a tumor in my left breast, and now it's completely gone. I don't feel it anymore. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Say that again. What happened to you? You had a tumor in your breast, yeah. and it's disappeared. Yeah, I don't feel it anymore. It's gone. It's gone. Come on, people. Come on, people. Come on, people. Give Jesus praise. Um, I suffer from a kidney problem, and I had my operation two years ago, but I still have um, pains on my left-hand side. But ever since last Sunday, I feel nothing. From last Sunday, pain-free. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Who, who else Just do we have standing, on this side? If you would mind, keep standing. If you wave so the Pastor Joanna can see you. Well, I have uh, back pain, and it's gone. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I shouldn't have worn high heels this morning. We're making Pastor Joanna work hard. I, have, um, I had back pain also, very strong, for seven years and now it's gone. Seven years of back pain and it's gone. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. I had back and neck pain and damage to four vertebrae on my spine, and it's gone. Wow, praise God. Hallelujah. We have a lady down here, somebody else standing here. No, go, go, go here, go here, go here. I'll, I'll leave him for last. He's going to be last. Arish, Arish. Oh, I have scoliosis, and uh, my right shoulder was hard to move. But after Sunday, it's easy now. It's loose. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I'm in recovery. I was an addict like for years and I used I got cracks on my lungs and I couldn't breathe with anxiety and since he touched me I'm healed and I don't even want to like to do drugs Praise anymore. God. Come on people, we are for signs and wonders. Come on, we are for signs and wonders. That's the Lord's will. Look at what the Lord has done. Paolo. Hallelujah. All right. So Wait, 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 wait. wait. Who do we have? Paolo. Here to your right. Where? To my right. Okay, yes, please. I had back pain and joints from different injuries over the years, and since you prayed for me, I've had no pain. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Um, I had a relapse and breakdown and severe, relation, severe breakdown relationships, and God has restored all that. Hallelujah. You know, we heard, get up here, Shane, get up here. Come on, give Shane a big hand. Come on, give him a big God bless you. Uh, Paolo, yes. Have yes, please. Sorry, yeah, I had um, a shoulder injury, rotator cuff, um, but last week I got healed from it. Yeah? Glory to yeah. Jesus. Come on, people. Let's just not act like, you know, it's not. This is what the Lord has done. Come on, this is what Jesus does. He saves, He heals, He delivers, He sets free, and He can do what no one else can do. Hallelujah. Praise God. You know, we got a praise report. Pastor Joanna sent me a praise report. This morning, 
Yeah, okay, so this is a praise report from somebody that I don't know who, who this is. Should we say the name, who this is? Yes, they come to church here anyway. People that come from the church, anyways. So the, the wife sent the message, says, I, I thought I'll send you a little praise report. Um, Paul and Olivia will be in church today. I don't know if they are. Are they, Paul and Olivia? Are, is that you? All right, so is, is this, this is accurate, right? What well, we're reading this praise report, is that correct? Would you like to come up? Come on up here. Come on up. Come on. You don't want to. Okay, never mind. All right. I, I thought I'd give you the mic. Just make you feel good. All right. I don't want to do all the talking. Um, so basically, he is a walking miracle. The doctor said he would not make it through, through another night uh, when he was taken into the hospital. Everyone feared that it was cancer. He lost a lot of weight and weighed only seven stones. I don't know what that is, but it must be light. Uh, that's when we asked uh, to pray for him. He had some tests done, discovered that he had kidney failure. Uh, his kidneys were only functioning at 4%. He had lost his eyesight during this time. Within a couple of days, his kidney function returned to 10%, away from uh, normal healthy kidney function. All the tests from cancer came back clear. His eyesight returned a couple of days later. Uh, this was last Sunday. Uh, Pastor Paolo prayed with Olivia again, and Paul was released from the hospital, uh, strong enough to go home. He's on a rapid recovery, gaining weight and strength every day. God is so good. Come on, people. Come on, let's give Jesus praise. Amen? And this, this is my new friend, Shane. Come on up here, Shane. Come on. Stand right here. Let's get up, let's get up, up front a little bit. Right here. Come on. He didn't want to do this, but I say, you know, we have to tell what the Lord has done. You know, sometimes Jesus, people would, heal, would be healed by Jesus, and, and, and they would say, Lord, I'm going to follow you. No, 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 no. You go back and tell what the Lord has done for you. Be a witness and a testimony, because with this, there's a faith does not come by you seeing miracles. I want you to know this. Faith does not come by you seeing miracles. That's why we don't pursue that. We pursue Jesus, his presence, and his word. Miracles are just a byproduct of, of, of just who Jesus is and his gospel. It is the will of God on earth as it is in heaven, right? You're not going to be sick in heaven, and God wants you to be healed right here on earth. You're not going to be tormented in heaven, so you should experience that on earth, freedom and peace, amen? So faith comes by hearing, and hearing comes by the word of God. But what a testimony will do is it will encourage somebody else. It will, it will stir somebody up and say, what the Lord has done for them, he's going to do it for me. Because God is not a respecter of persons, right? So Shane, quickly. Give everybody, for those that don't know you, and people watching you on television, on, on video, all over the world, just tell people what had happened to you originally, what that did to your body, what kind of shape you were you in, and what happened, what the Lord did for you last Sunday. Go for it. Um, I had a motorbike crash when I was 17 years old, um, and I had... A little bit louder. So compact can, fractures throughout my body, knee, hip, wrist. So you broke up a lot of things in your body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. And um, I was on the road for about three hours before the ambulance came and managed to get to the hospital. It was a Sunday, so all the doctors were off. The devil messed you up on a Sunday. God healed you on a Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, two of the fantastic doctors came in and pretty much saved my leg, saved my arm. Yeah, and then after and that, then what, what was... What was the result of that accident? In other words, what was all the pain and all the, the, the st stuff you were going through? I have no through? kneecap. I have plates all up and down my leg. You have, have no wires. kneecaps? No, I have wires in my wrist. I have just metal everywhere. You have metal everywhere. Yeah. So your mobility should be it's restricted just because like of that, right? Just mm -hmm. because of that. And then last, so you lived in pain? For the last five years, I've been just, yeah, just been. Now, earlier you were telling me that You've been able to eat now. I haven't been able to eat my full three courses meal a day, like breakfast, lunch, and dinner for over five years. And since last Sunday, you've been able to eat now every, every day, every, every day, meal. Every Come day, on, people. No so. Praise God. And so besides that now, all of the, the, the stiffness and the lack of mobility and pain, what happened last week when the Lord Jesus touched you? I was in pain up until then. And, and you had a limp too. You were walking with a severe limp, and that limp is no longer there. No. Come on, no. walk up here real quick. Walk. Look at him. Look at him. Healed by the power of God. 
Come on, healed by Jesus, the Almighty God. Come on. Hallelujah. And listen, what, what God has done for Shane and all of these precious people that you've seen give glory to God for what the Lord has done, he will do for you. Last week we talked about that God is going to cause by the power of his spirit for, for, for whatever you lost to come back to you. All you have to do is you have to reach out and take it. You have to reach out and receive it by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, give, give Shane up one more hand and give the Lord Jesus a big hand of praise. Amen. Thank you, Shane. God bless you. God bless you. Look at him. Look at him. Walking free. Walking free. All right, you can close this down. We're, we're back. You say, why did you do that? Because God wants you to know that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He has not changed his mind. He has not changed his plan. He has not done away with the power, with the glory, with the healing, with deliverance. He's, done, he, he's still the same today. What's changed is that we have changed our perspective through religion, through, through traditions. Right? But we, we, thank God that we have a place like all nations that we're fixing all of that. Amen? Hallelujah. All right, so Isaiah 8.18 says, we are for signs and wonders. Say it again. We are for signs and wonders. You know, put it, put it on the mirror in your bathroom. Put it somewhere where you can see it every day and remind yourself, I'm not average. I'm not, me I'm not mediocre. I'm a child of the Most High God. I'm a vessel. I'm anointed by God to, 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 to open the door for God and touch those around. See, once you learn for yourself, now you have to, you have to make room for somebody else. Don't keep it for yourself. You know, one of the instructions in Exodus 12, when, when God spoke to Moses about Passover, which would bring deliverance to them, he said there will be a lamb for each house, and if you have too much lamb, you give it to your neighbor. Once you, 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 you have so much of Jesus in your life it, that it begins to overflow, now you begin to share him with somebody else. Begin to, begin to pour out in somebody else so that God can use you. See, all nations, the Bible school, all of this is meant to be a training place for you where you come and get equipped. But once you're equipped, now you go out and you reach your world. You impact the sphere of influence that you have. You know, Pastor John is not omnipresent, unfortunately. He's not everywhere, although some of you think he is. Call him at all hours of day and night. Pastor John, but you know what? There is, there is a place where we learn not to depend on somebody else's gift. The gift of, of, of the man of God in the house is to train you so that you grow up at a, at a very big stature in Christ. You become mature so that God can use you for, for your own benefit, but also for the benefit of those around you. That you can be a light in darkness. You can be a fire in dry places. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. In, and in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, the Apostle Paul, speaking to, speaking to the Corinthians, said, Brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant when it comes to the, in the Bible we read the gifts of the Spirit, but that word is italicized, so it really wasn't there from the beginning. It says, I don't want you to be ignorant regarding the Spirit or how the, the, the Holy Spirit works, how the Holy Spirit moves, how the manifestations of the Spirit take place. So God does not want us to be ignorant. Again, that's why we come to church. That's why we go to Bible school. Hallelujah. We, God does not want us to be ignorant because the more you know, the more you understand, the more you reap the benefit of that, and the more God can use you. Amen? Say, why, why is it that maybe we don't see as much of this, uh, uh, you know, uh, churches they would go to and places they would go to maybe you're not from this church so you go to a different church and say why, why don't we see miracles uh, like this like maybe we, we used to we read in the bible and we, all, we but you know what it's not god that has changed his mind it's not god that has changed his plan think of this jesus speaking of in mark chapter 4 mark chapter 4 verse 26 Jesus said this, the kingdom of God is like a farmer who scatters seed on the ground. There's two types of kingdoms that the Bible talks about. There's the kingdom of heaven, which is a location. Everybody say location. Okay. And then there's a kingdom of God, which is, which is the government of heaven. The way that, that, that heaven 
functions, right? In this case, Jesus says the kingdom of God works just like a, a farmer that sows seed. Say this with me, a farmer. Come on, one more time. It's not 5 a.m., it's 12, 12 p.m., right? And you haven't eaten yet, so you can't even blame it on the food. Come on, a farmer sows seed. And so Jesus said the kingdom works just like a farmer that sows seeds. How does a farmer, how does a farmer get a harvest? A farmer gets a harvest because he sows specific seeds. Say specific seeds. If we want to see a specific harvest or a specific manifestation, we have to sow specific seed. If you want to see salvation manifested, what do you do? You sow salvation seed. You preach about salvation. If you want to see healing manifested, you have to speak. You have to sow. You have to plant for healing. None of the benefits that we have from heaven are automatic. They do not happen by default. That's why Jesus said, Father, your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In the spirit, there is a lot that has happened and that it's a lot that has been provided for us. But it's all in a spiritual state until somebody learns to connect with it and pull it down on earth. So if we want to see the manifestation of healing, we have to sow for healing. We have to preach healing. We have to teach healing. We have to sow specifically for healing to see specific healing and manifestation. Amen? Because when we sow the word, Jesus said the sower sows the word. The kingdom works like a farmer that sows seed. And the seed that we sow in, in the kingdom is the word. The word has enough power to save, to heal, to deliver, to set free, to make whole, to break chains. It is all in the word. So if we want to see, even at a, per, at a personal level, if you want to see specific manifestations in your life, learn to apply specifically what the Word says about that situation or that condition, and the Word will bring you answers. The Word will bring you deliverance. The Word will bring you healing. And then as you learn it for yourself, God is going to use you to, to heal somebody else, to deliver somebody else, to open the door for God to move in somebody else's life. Come on, shout it. I am for signs and wonders. Come on, say it like you believe it. I am for signs and wonders. Come on, I am for signs and wonders. See, the devil will love for you to... See, listen, the devil could care less that you got saved. That does not change his, his, his plan. You go to hell, okay. As long as he, as he puts you through hell while you're on earth, that's what he wants. You think you're saving that? No, that's not it. That's why God says, my people are destroyed. That's a pretty strong word. I mean, destruction, that's a strong word. My people, not the world, not the people that don't know me, my people are destroyed because of lack of knowledge. So when you come to church, you say, Pastor John, teach me more. I want more. You haven't preached that. Come on, carry on another hour. Come on. I don't want to carry on another hour. We don't have that much time. Come on, Pastor John, give me some more word. I want to know more about Jesus. I want to know more about the kingdom. I want to know more about God. I want to know more about the ways of the Spirit. I want to go to Bible. I want to learn the word. Why? Because when you do that, you are being empowered. You are being empowered and you become a master over the devil. Come on, wave at me, somebody. Amen? Psalm 145, 
verse 10 and verse, through verse 12. We're going to read it here in just a second. Psalm 145, 10 through 12. All your works shall praise you, O Lord. Say, why do we give testimonies? Because the works of God give him praise. When you testify what the Lord has done, you give him praise. He's done so much for us, the least we could do is just give him praise. All of your works shall praise you, O Lord, and your saints will bless you. They shall speak of the glory of your kingdom. Watch this. They shall speak of the glory of your kingdom and talk of your power. The problem is that we're not speaking enough of the kingdom and we're not talking enough of his power. Because by, by us uh, speaking of the kingdom and talking about the power of God, what we're doing, we're sowing seeds and we're making room for the miraculous. If you don't want to see healing, don't talk about it. But if you want to see healing, if you, want to, if you want to eat tomatoes, you have to plant tomatoes. If you plant pears hoping to get tomatoes, you got something else coming. you got pears coming. Come on. But if you want to eat tomatoes, the Bible says that they're willing and obedient, they will eat the best of the land willing and obedient and what and following the word following the word follow what the word says don't reinvent the wheel follow the word stay with the word stay in the word grow in the word because when you grow in the word the world the word will grow in you and grow through you so if you, want, if you want a specific harvest, you have to plant for it. You know, a farmer, when he's planting, he's working the ground. He's preparing it. He's cleaning it. It is something done on purpose. It is something done with planning. There is a planning before the planting. Right? And that's what we do. We plan for it. And then we plant for it. I remember when I, was a, when I was young, growing up in my dad's church, my dad is a pastor in Italy, you know, some of the girls, because of course I'm, I'm the pastor's son, so some of the girls, you know, like to kind of just hang out around me, right? And so I don't know why, but I, I'm just, I don't know. So I'll take him to the house, and I'll show him crusades of, of people, people just being healed and delivered by the power of God. That's what I would, I'll bring him home and say, let's watch a crusade from Ranabonk in Africa. That's what I would do. What I was doing, I was plan preparing and planning. I've only been studying this for like 26 years, 27 years. Right, Kian, stand up, stand up, Kian. Give him, a, give him a big hand, give him a big hand. Look, look, look at Kian and look how big he is. That's what I look like when I, when I dream at night. That's what I, I look just like him. In my dreams, I look just like him. But I guarantee I'm like that in the spirit though. Right? Kian, look at that. Did this happen by accident or do you do something to be that big? You train six times a week. So that, that transformation and that strength and that power doesn't come by accident. It comes because he puts time and effort into it. Right? Thank you, Kian. You know, if you eat like biscuits every day, come on, people. If, if you eat scones, and, scones and, 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 and whatnot every day, you might be growing something, right? And it's not your muscles. But on the other hand, if you want to be fit, if you want to be healthy, it takes work. Why? Because you want to have a different type of manifestation. Right? Some people have more manifestation than others. <laughs> Some people have more, more ministry than others. Nah, it's a joke. But anyway, so what I'm saying to you is that it takes, it takes dedication. It takes work, just like a farmer. Jesus said, if you want to know how the kingdom operates, 
See, we think that, oh, I tried church, it didn't work, because you think the church is supposed to work for you. No, church is there for you to train. When I went to the military, they trained me to do things that in the natural, you, you, in, in the civilian life, you don't do. But guess what? It was not comfortable. It was not easy. Why? Because it was not usual. Usual means comfortable. And so if we want to experience the supernatural, the miraculous, we have to train that way. We have to devote ourselves to the ways of the Spirit. Jesus said, the kingdom, if you want to know how the kingdom works, it works just like a farmer who's planting seed. He's working. He's working the field. He's choosing the piece of land. He's cleaning. He's clearing it. He's preparing it so that when that seed specific is sown, he gets a specific harvest. How many of you guys want to see a mighty harvest in your life? How many of you want to see a mighty harvest in your life? See, it's easy to put a demand on the pastor, but that's not meant to be that way. Thank God for special manifestations. Thank God for special uh, 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 moments and times. But there is also a responsibility for us to embrace the kingdom and operate in the ways of the Spirit the proper way. Are you with me this morning? Is it making sense? All right. Good. Psalm 119, verse 27. Psalm 119, 27. Make me to understand the way of your precepts, so I shall talk of your wondrous works. See, when you get a revelation of the word, you begin to speak of the revelation of the word that you now possess. If you have a revelation of salvation, you begin to speak of salvation. You sow for salvation. When you get a revelation of healing, you begin to speak and, and, and sow the seeds of healing. Or deliverance. Or whatever else God has, God has put in your spirit. But the main thing is this. We are for signs and wonders. Come on, we are for signs and wonders. You are for signs and wonders. It's not something that God has reserved for just a few. No, God has reserved it for the willing and the obedient. It's reserved for the willing and the obedient. Why? Because it takes work in the Spirit. Amen? Watch Acts chapter 6, real quick. Acts chapter 6 and verse 8. Acts 6, verse 8. And Stephen, full of faith and power, and Stephen, full of faith and power, did great wonders and signs among the people. I'm so glad that the Bible does not say in Stephen the apostle. It doesn't say in Stephen the prophet. It doesn't say in Stephen the evangelist. It didn't say any of that. It says in Stephen. This guy, a few verses prior to this, he is serving tables in the church. That's all he's doing. He is serving tables in the church. But at the same time as he's serving table, he is digging deep in the, in the, in the things of the Spirit. Amen. The Bible says in Stephen, full of faith and power. You can't just have faith. You have to translate faith into a demonstration. Oh, I got faith. You talk to some people, you know, back in the day, oh, yeah, I've been, I've, been in, I've been in the faith for 30 years. Well, you've been in, you've been in doubt for 30 years. You've been in unbelief for 30 years. Faith without works, James says, is dead. Right? Faith requires manifestation. Faith puts a demand for manifestation. Right? And the Bible says, And Stephen, full of faith and power, did great wonders and signs among the people. Verse 10. And they were not able to resist the wisdom and the spirit. See, there is, there is the word side of things, but there is also the manifestation side of things. There is the word and there is the spirit. There is the word and there is the power. There is the wisdom and the manifestation. Stephen, a servant in the church, did great wonders and signs among the people. Why? Because he was full of faith and he was also full of power. Amen? And people could not resist the wisdom and the spirit by which he spoke. Hallelujah. 
Acts, where is it here? Acts 8, verse 4. Acts 8, verse 4. Therefore, uh, those who were scattered went everywhere preaching the word. And then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ to them. Watch what Philip preached. It didn't say he preached Jesus. He preached Christ. Say, what's the difference? Because a lot of people preach Jesus and that's it. You cannot separate Jesus from Christ. Christ is not his last name. Christ is his endowment. Christ means the anointed one of God and his anointing. Jesus came with power. Acts 10.38, how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went around doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Come on, give Jesus praise. That's what he came for. That's what he came with. And the Bible says that he went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ. He preached the power of God. Again, if you, all, all you do is you just give him a, a, a story, a little storytelling. That's all you're going to get, storytelling. But the moment you begin to preach Christ, you begin to preach Jesus resurrected, the Savior, the healer, the deliverer, the one who, 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 to whom nothing is impossible, then you begin to see manifestations. Why? Because he's sowing the right seeds for it. And Philip preached Christ unto them, and the people with one accord gave heed unto the things that Philip spake, hearing and seeing the miracles that he did. Hearing and seeing. Hearing and seeing. Too many people in our churches hear about it, but they don't see anything. Why? Because there is faith, but there is no power. But not in this house, not in Dublin, Ireland, not in this nation. Hallelujah. See, as we make room for it, the Lord steps in. You know, in, in Revelation, I believe it's chapter 3, Jesus is something that to me is most astounding. It's, it's, it's astounding. He said, I stand, he's speaking to one of the churches, of the seven churches of the book of Revelation. And most of these churches are getting rebuked. In these churches, I believe they represent types of churches that we have in the body of Christ. One, to one of these churches, he said, I stand at the door and I knock. And that, that scripture has been misused and only used for soul winning. Oh, the Lord is standing at the door of your heart, and if you open the door, he'll come in for you. Okay, sounds good, but that's not what it's about. That's not what it's about. Jesus tells the pastor of one of those churches that I am, I am outside of the door and I have to knock, and if anybody please hears me, open the door so that I can come in. That's a sad reality. That is a sad reality. But the truth is also this, that if we learn to hear him and know when he's coming, we can open the door so that he can step in and do what he wants to do. <laughs> Manifest his will on earth as it is in heaven. Save, heal, deliver, set free. The doorknob is on our side. See, we put all responsibilities on him. God, it's all you. You're the Almighty. Yeah, he is, but he's spirit, and we are in the natural. And he needs people on the natural side to open the door so that from the spirit, he can come in through a vessel and move and do signs and wonders. Hallelujah. Praise God. Go with me to John chapter, we'll close with this. John chapter... Actually, you know what? Go to 2 Kings chapter 4 before, before we go there. 2 Kings chapter 4. 2 Kings 4 and verse, beginning in verse 2. So Elisha said to her, this is the story of the woman whose husband had died and she was now left with a bunch of kids and the creditors are trying to take the kids because of the debt. And so she goes to the man of God and the man of God says, what shall I do for you? Tell me, what do you have in your house? See, it's not what you don't have, but you've got to look for what you do have. It's what you do have left that counts. It's what you do have that God can use to turn things around. What do you have in your house? And she said, your, your maidservants has nothing in the house but a jar of oil. If all you have left is a little bit of the anointing, that's all God needs to turn things around. Oil in the scripture is a type of the anointing. 
And the woman said, all I have is a jar, a little bit of oil in a jar. And if all you think you've left is just a little bit of that residue of the anointing on the inside, because what God has given you, he can, nobody can take it from you. So it's in there. It's in you. All you got to do is just dig it up and dig it out. And so as you, as you learn to look for the anointing in you, the Bible says we have an anointing from the Holy One. And we know all things. We have it. The anointing of God is on the inside. If you're born again, the Spirit of the Lord is on the inside of you. And this woman said, all I have is a jar of oil. He said, good. Now you go and borrow your vessels and not a few. And so she sent the sons to, to, to pick up these, these vessels. And the, the instruction was, you begin to pour this little oil that you have into another vessel. And as you pour, the oil will not stop. Let's read this. Verse 4. And when you have come in, shut the door behind you and your sons and pour into those vessels and set aside the full ones. So she went from him and shut the door behind and her sons and brought the vessels to her. And she poured it out. Say, she poured it out. Come on, one more time. She poured it out. Now it came to pass, and when the vessels were full, that she said to her son, bring me another vessel. Come on, say, bring me another vessel. Out loud, bring me another vessel. One more time, bring me another vessel. And he said to her, there is not another vessel, so the oil ceased. As long as you make room for the Holy Spirit, and as long as you make room for His power, the power will never stop. The anointing of the Holy Spirit will never stop. The provision of heaven will not stop. But the moment that we, we put a stop, an end to, 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 to the Holy Spirit, the moment we, we stop making room to Him, and that can happen through, again, religion, traditions, ways, way of thinking. The moment we begin to limit and, put a, and, 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 and stop making room for Him, the power will cease and the Holy Spirit will stop moving. But not in our life. Come on, somebody. Not in my life. Not in your life. Not in this church. But why? Because we make room for him. I told you last week, Jesus went in Jairus' house, and the first thing he said when he walked in with that girl dead in the, on, on that bed, he said, make room. Why? Because to see the miraculous and experience the supernatural, we have to learn to make room for him. Now the translation says give place. We have to give place to the miraculous move of the Holy Spirit. Jesus tells that pastor in Revelation, you shut me out. I'm knocking. If anybody hears, please open the door. He wants to come in. He wants to manifest himself. He wants to do signs and wonders. He wants, he wants us to experience the glory of God and the will of God on earth as it is in heaven. But it's up to us. See, you learn for your own, for yourself, to open up the door for you, and then as you've learned that, now you can open the door for somebody else. You can make room for somebody else. Why? Because God has called us and anointed us to be for signs and wonders. Amen? Amen? Hallelujah. Now go to John chapter 5. John chapter 5, we'll close with this. John chapter 5. Hallelujah. John chapter 5 is a story of the pool of Bethesda, most of us probably familiar with it. And these days, verse 3, and these days lay a great multitude of sick people, blind, lame, paralyzed, waiting for the moving of the water. Say waiting for the moving of the water. <laughs> moving water in the, in the scripture is symbolic of, of, of the Holy Spirit moving and also a type of the anointing. So sick people of all kinds are gathering around this place that was known to have an angel come down and stir up the water. The Bible says they were waiting for the moving of the water. And that's, that's key. Why? Because you have to learn to step in when the Holy Spirit is moving. You have to learn to connect with Him when the Holy Spirit is, is doing things. Watch. For an angel, say an angel. For an angel went down at a certain time into the pool and stirred up the water. The word angel is the same word for messenger. Say messenger. messenger. So there is a pool here 
which is also a type of the local church for us in the, in the, in the, in the church age. This pool of Bethesda is a place where people with all sorts of problems, with all sorts of issues, with all sorts of dis dysfunctions come and gather, but with knowledge, with understanding, waiting for the moving of the water, waiting for something to take place. That's how you should come to church. Don't come to church to punch, punch your card, to make God happy. He's happy already. You're not, you're not making his day if you go to church. No, you're making your day. You're changing your life. You're blessing your life. You open the, the, the door for, for God to move and do something amazing in your life to change you, to change your family, to change your destiny, to change your future. Hallelujah. And so the Bible says that people gather around this place waiting for an angel, for a messenger. This pool is a type of the local church. And people come, should come to church to experience the move and the power of the Spirit of God. But the Bible says for at a certain time, notice it didn't happen just because. No, at a certain time there was an angel. Now, for 600 years or so, prophets have, have stopped now moving in the supernatural. Just like it happens in these days that, that preachers and people, they stop, they stop and say, oh, that's, that's just too much confrontation. That's just too much hassle. People will persecute us. They'll talk bad about us and all of that, right? Oh, it's easy just to get up and just, just tell a story. No. What causes things to change is the stirring of the water. What changes people's lives is the stirring of the water. It's when the Holy Spirit begins to move. When the power of God is released. And the Bible says that it took an angel in this case because man has stopped cooperating with God and being used by God. God didn't change his mind. People had changed his mind. Those that held the, the doorknob in the spirit, the prophets, had stopped operating in the supernatural. And so God, to show that he was still a God that heals, sent a, an angel as a type of a messenger to show that he is the one that still wants to get in and do miraculous things. And even today, God is still anointing messengers to open the door, to stir things up in the spirit. Your pastor is a, is a messenger to you. He is the one that God has called to the city of Dublin, to the nation of Ireland, to trouble things in the spirit. Notice that nothing happened until things begin to, 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 to move, that this messenger begin to stir things up. Messengers stir things up. Messengers activate things. Messengers open doors. Pastor John is a messenger to you, to this church, to this nation. But also, listen to this. It's not for you to depend on his gift, but it's for you to glean from it so that you can be empowered and you can become a messenger out there for somebody else. Come on, give Jesus praise. The moment you become empowered, now you are a messenger to somebody else at the job, on vacation, in your family, don't matter where. You, you learn how to open the door and God uses you to stir up somebody else's water. Whose salvation are you anointed to, to, to activate? Whose healing are you anointed to activate? Whose deliverance are you anointed to activate? Whose freedom are you anointed to activate? I stand at the door and I knock. You have to open it. The Bible says at a certain time an angel, a messenger will come down and you begin to trouble things. Hallelujah. He begin to trouble things. You have to, ha you have to know how to stir things up for God to move. Ahab told Elijah, are you the one? He had just declared a, a drought for three and a half years did not rain because he said so under the anointing of the, of the Holy Spirit. And Ahab, the king, went to Elijah and he said, are you the one that troubles Israel? He knew that there was somebody with enough power in that nation to cause a disruption of the evil that they were doing. And that's how we should be. Causing disruption. Stopping evil. Breaking the power of darkness. And causing the will of God to flood in the earth. Hallelujah.
Praise God. Praise God. Come on, stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. You say, if that's me, I, 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 I want that. I want, I, want to be, I want to be a messenger. I want to be anointed. I want to be used by God. I want the Lord to, to, to use my life. I want Him to fill me first, and then God can flow through me. If that's you, I want you to lift up your hand. Lift up your hand. Lift up your hand. Would you run down here and just fill this, this, this altar real quickly? We're, we don't have much time. Come on, step out and come on down here and believe God to, to do something in your life to activate, to ignite a fire so that you can saturate yourself and then God can use you as a messenger to somebody else. Come on. Come on, come on close. Come on close. Come on close. Now when you're coming, don't look at me. Look at him. He's the giver. He is the baptizer. He is the one that has it all. He's the source. He's the fountain. Now you have to connect. You have to pick it up. Like we said last week, you have to pick it up. Hallelujah. Come on, begin to, begin to press, press onto Him. Begin to desire more of Him. Say, Lord, take me deep. Lord, take me deep in You. I want to know You like I've never known You before. I want to see You like I've never seen You before. I want You more than anything, more than anyone. You're all that I desire. You're all that I need. Hallelujah. Remember, Vanessa, remember that song that we did with the youth? There is a river. Can we sing that? Let's do that. Come on, people. Just lift up, lift up your eyes and lift up your focus and connect with Him. He is the source. He is the source. He is the generator. In John, Jesus said, I am the vine. We, we receive the supply from Jesus, from Him. Go for it whenever you're ready. John, you ready? You got it? Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We bless you, Lord. We bless you. We bless you and praise you. We bless you and praise you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. We bless you. We bless you. Hallelujah to the Lamb.